Good evening and welcome to the Upper Marion Township Board of Supervisors business meeting. It is November 9th, 2023, and the time is now 7.16. Please rise and join me for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We'll begin roll call beginning with my right. Greg Phillips. Tina Garzillo. Carol Kenny. Greg Wax. Tony Hamaday, Township Manager. John Walco from the Solicitor's Office. Jared Lash, Township Planner. Liana Colubriel, Township Engineer. And uh, Bill Genoway, Vice Chair Bill Genoway is absent this, absent this evening. He's away on business. The next item on the agenda is approval of the meeting minutes. Uh, approval for August 10th, 2023 for a workshop. August 5th, 2023 for a zoning workshop. October 5th, 2023 for a workshop. And October 12th, 2023 for a business meeting. I entertain a motion to approve the minutes. I'll make a motion to accept the minutes. I'll second it. Motion made by Supervisor Wax and seconded by Supervisor Phillips. All in agreement with, with accepting the minutes? Aye. Aye. Passes Aye. four to zero. The next item on the agenda is Chairman's comments. And the first uh, com comment that I would like to make is welcoming, welcoming Jared Lash. Uh, he introduced himself when he did the roll call. Uh, he came to us. Uh, this is your first week on board with us. We're looking forward to working with you and um, uh, introducing you to the public. So um, welcome, and we'll see where this goes. The other item I would like to mention for Chairman's comments is uh, because of Veterans Day, the township building will be closed tomorrow as well as the library. Uh, the, uh, the road crew doing the leaf pickup will still be um, continuing on tomorrow, but the, the library and the township building is closed tomorrow because of Veterans Day. The next item on the agenda is the list of current citizen board vacancies. We're getting there with our vacancies that uh, we've had a lot of interviews in the uh, recent past and I'm starting to be able to fill up our citizen boards. The one, uh, the one vacancy that is um, a new one that we added is student memberships. So there's, there are quite a few vacancies, but a lot of these are the stu student memberships that we've added to all of our citizen boards. So welcoming um, our younger adults in the community to uh, participate with us on, on those boards. First one, the Community Center Advisory Board for a student member, there's one vacancy. Economic and Community Development Committee, we have two vacancies. ECDC student member, one vacancy. Environmental Advisory Council, one vacancy. Farmers Market student member, one vacancy. Human Relations Commission, two, two positions open and they're for an alternate position. Media Advisory Board student member, one vacancy. Public Safety Citizen Advisory Board, one vacancy. Public Safety Board student member, one vacancy. Shade Tree Commission student member, one vacancy. Upper Marion Township Foundation Subcommittee, one vacancy. Upper Marion Historical Commission, three vacancies. Upper American Historical Commission student member, one vacancy. Zoning Hearing Board alternate member, one vacancy. And there was an error, uh, I just caught something, that there are actually only two vacancies now in on the Historical Commission. We appointed a member uh, last week at our uh, at our workshop meeting. So two, two current vacancies for historical commission. The 
Now we go into new business on the agenda. The first item on the agenda is a proclamation for Small Business Saturday. Um, I'll read the proclamation and uh, I will, I will uh, preface with uh, the one uh, citizen board, the Economic and Community Development Committee, has some initiatives that they work on uh, sort of sponsoring and honoring small businesses in our community. Two of the one, um, initiatives that they're actively working on right now are a monthly highlight in our social media um, platforms that we select a, a small business within the community and um, they get spotlighted. So um, if you have any recommendations of a small business that you may be aware of and would like to recommend that to us, that we can add that to our list. Um, but uh, we definitely want to support our, our local small businesses in the community. And the other, the other item that ECDC also does is we have a Facebook page that serves as a bulletin board to advertise for small businesses if you're looking for employment or um, things about your business if you're changing the concept or whatever. And it's not a comment section part of um, the platform. It's just a bulletin board that you can um, put information forward. Um, so now I have the pleasure of reading the Small Business Saturday Proclamation. Whereas the government of Upper Marion Township celebrates our local small businesses and the contributions they make to our local economy and community, and whereas according to the United States Small Business Administration, there are 32.5 million small businesses in the United States. Small businesses represent 99.7% of firms with paid employees. Small businesses are responsible for 62% of new jobs created since 1995 and small businesses employ 46.8% of the employees in the private sector in the United States. And whereas 79% of consumers understand the importance of supporting the small businesses in their community on Small Business Saturday, 70% report the day makes them want to encourage others to shop small, independently owned retailers, and 66% 66 report that the day makes them want to shop small all year long. And whereas 58% of shoppers reported they shopped online with a small business and 54% reported they dined or ordered takeout from a small restaurant bar or cafe on Small Business Saturday in 2023. And whereas the Upper Mary Township Board of Supervisors supports our local businesses that create jobs, boost our local economy and preserve, preserve our communities, and whereas advocacy groups, as well as public and private organizations across the country have endorsed the Saturday after Thanksgiving as Small Business Saturday. Now therefore I, Tina Garzillo, chair, chairperson of the Upper Marion Township, do hereby proclaim November 25th, 2023 as Small Business Saturday and urge the residents of our community and communities across, across the country to support small businesses and merchants on Small Business Saturday and throughout the year. Thank you. The next item on our agenda is a public hearing. This is an, ador an, ador an ordinance amending Chapter 165 zoning to amend steep slope regulations, shopping center district permitted uses, nonconformity provisions, eliminate dwelling conversion provisions, define interior signage, eliminate cluster overlay and development plan provisions, land development plan submission requirements, and traffic impact impact submission requirements. Uh, the supervisors have been working diligently actually over the last few years to just fine tune our ordinance to serve the needs of our community. And now, uh, now I'd like to turn the, um, the hearing over to our solicitor, uh, John Walco. Thank you, Madam Chair. At this time, we will adjourn into this public hearing on this ordinance, which I will mark as Board Exhibit 1, and we'll read the title as the title does 
uh, accurately summarize the, the changes this ordinance makes. And this is an ordinance amending the Upper Marion Township Zoning Code to remove the exemption for certain man-made steep slopes from the regulations of steep slopes, to have the voluntary demolition of a portion of a structure to be an abandonment of a nonconformity of that portion of the structure, to remove the ability to convert single-family detached dwellings into two-family semi-detached or multifamily dwellings by special exception, to delete um, the article related to development plans and the article related to the cluster overlay, cluster development overlay, uh, to delete the requirements for a traffic impact study from the zoning, but it then moves it then to the subdivision and land development chapter. Uh, it amends the definition of interior signs uh, and permits hospitals in the SC district and performing arts facilities and movie theaters in the SC district by conditional use. Uh, and it amends the uh, chapter 145 of subdivision and land development ordinance submission requirements uh, to require, or I should say, to clarify that a preliminary plan is to be filed and approved prior to a final plan submission, uh, and that the preliminary plan requirements do include that traffic impact study. So again, clarify that would be in the SALDO and not the zoning ordinance. Uh, so that's what the ordinance does. Uh, again, marked as Board Exhibit 1. Board Exhibit 2 is the proof of publication of the legal notice for tonight's hearing, which was in the Times-Herald newspaper. It was published on October 25th, 2023 and November 1st, 2023. Board Exhibit 3 is the proof of submission, uh, attested submission of this ordinance to the Montgomery County Law Library for additional public inspection, uh, which was submitted on October 4th, 2023. Board Exhibit 4 is the proof of submission of this ordinance to the Upper Marion Planning Commission, which was submitted on September 27th, 2023, and appeared on the uh, Planning Commission's October 11th agenda. Board Exhibit 5 is the proof of submission of this ordinance to the Montgomery County Planning Commission, which was submitted on September 25th, 2023. Uh, as you mentioned, Madam Chair, there have been numerous uh, discussions on this ordinance uh, in fact, there is a meeting called a zoning workshop prior to the board's workshop meetings, and this ordinance has been discussed six or seven times over the last two years uh, and is still ongoing, um, and the board directed to sort of move forward with what was in a final form at that point in time. So I know that the board has uh, discussed these changes uh, numerous times uh, in addition to the motion to advertise this ordinance subsequently. Uh, and again, the, the title that I read uh, does summarize all of the actions that this ordinance would do to impact the zoning code and the subdivision land development code. Uh, so with that, I will turn it over to see if there's any public comment on this ordinance. If you have public comment, you can please come forward and speak into the mic. Hello, uh, my name is Christopher Malinowski. I live at 100 Weedley Town Road. Uh, M-A-L-I-N-O-W-S-K-I. Um, I'm here specifically to talk about the steep slope um, ordinance amendment. Um, I believe that this is gonna impact my property as well as several properties around me and in the township. Um, I, I'm here to ask what is the purpose for this ordinance because I think it's gonna negatively impact my property value and the property value of other people in the township and other landlords and residents. Um,
<clears throat> I would like to ask the board for time to review and postpone this vote if that is possible. And to also give notification to impacted landowners outside of just advertising it and letting people figure it out. And just to clarify what the, the provision does do for the, the, the steep slopes, the, the amendment is to remove the language that this would, um, that an area of a significant slope uh, before it only applied to naturally occurring slopes of 25% or greater, and the, the language naturally occurring uh, is removed. So that was the, the, the change. Um, it also removed the language um, that it would apply to slopes that were um, altered, the grades of the property that were not naturally occurring uh, and were man-made after 1940. And there are numerous, uh, I think, examples even recently where our uh, township engineer had to do lots of research to determine you know, whether a slope was a man-made slope or not based upon um, the, the age requirements. Uh, and so essentially, this would treat a, a natural slope or a man-made slope the same and would only apply um, through the, the a zoning or a plan uh, that would disturb those slopes. Any other public comment? Please come forward and you state your name and spell your last name for the court reporter. My name is Narendra Garg. It is spelled N-A-R-I-N-D-S David E-R, last name G-A-R-G. -G. I'm the owner of the property 681 South Gulf Road. Uh, my question is, how do you define what's man-made slope and what is not? Is that your comment? That's my first question. Okay, well, if we could have your, your comments and then we can see if we can well, address them. The main, what I'm looking at is, uh, I don't know if the other gentleman is here who are developing the land next to me. Uh, the, my property has next door neighbor's land locked behind my property between the expressway and Gulf Road. And uh, as I understand, they have applied already to uh, Department of what's that? Uh, PennDOT uh, for you know access to that property, and uh, they have been doing that uh, for a long time. My question will be that if we somebody is already in the process of developing their properties, would they get an exception uh, rather than somebody who hasn't not done anything? Uh, you know. Uh, in that case, the case should, if the case should apply to them, yes. Okay. Is that all? I would think so, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I'm happy to answer both those questions if, if you'd like. Um, first question is, how is man-made slopes defined? And this ordinance isn't designed to define either man-made slopes or a natural occurring slope. What this ordinance does uh, and what the, the code does now is regulate a uh, steep slopes or uh, in a steep slope district. And it changes the definition of what is an area of significant slope 
to be an area of a parcel containing slopes of 25% or greater. So any slope that's 25% or greater that occupies 1,000 or more contiguous square feet for the land itself, uh, that would be an area I of significant... I apologize. What did you say that again? So the definition of an area of significant slope, if this is approved tonight, would read, those areas of a parcel containing slopes of 25% or greater occupying 1,000 or more contiguous square feet. That, that is what uh, the change would make. Again, removing uh, what, what was uh, previously limiting that to naturally occurring slopes of 25% or greater. Now it's uh, any slopes of 25% or greater. So that is, that is how this, this text change is, is made. So there's not a definition one way or another. It's just a slope of 25% or greater that would be measured uh, through the, the review process uh, and the plans that would be submitted and reviewed by our township engineer. Your second question is whether or not if there were any plans or permits uh, currently in uh, process, if something has been submitted to the township for review, whether it's a, a land development plan or a permit, uh, that, would, uh, that would still be able to proceed, that would be unaffected by this ordinance. Okay. Now, let's say you have a frontage on South Gulf Road, and I'm just making a number up, I have no idea. So let's say the frontage between my property and the next door property is 2,000 you know, feet. Now, if they are developing, it's, I think this, that, that land may be around 10 acres, including mine. And as I understand, they have the plans of putting maybe 46 houses on that property. And uh, so they had approached me to buy my, buy my property so they could get the frontage. And uh, so what I'm asking, if, the, if you can go into the property, but not from the uh, slope, you know, you can go to the, if you have access, you know, from the level, level, and if then, so, it, 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 sure, it, I, I think I understand your question, I, it, and, and I might need to turn this over to our township engineer. Okay. But, but this relates to the disturbance of the slopes themselves. And again, previously, uh, th there was uh, a need to determine whether or not that slope that would be disturbed as part of a development was a naturally occurring slope or not. This would remove that question if it's uh, that slope greater than 25% and it's being disturbed as part of that development. Then, um, then that would be in the steep slope district, and this ordinance would would apply no, to that. No, I'm okay. not sure, uh, Ms. Glubray, if you have anything else to specify related to the development in and around slopes. No, that's correct. This would, you know, this would restrict certain disturbance on those slopes, no matter how they're made. Yep. Anyway, the, number one, the slope I have, I own that property for a long time, and it's it's uh, maybe. I don't know, 10 feet above the, you know, street level. And, but if they're building the development, they are not gonna disturb the, the, you know, hill or whatever you wanna call, they're gonna be building on the flat land. And again, if, it's, if, if there are no slopes of 20% or greater that are disturbed, that's it. Okay. Then, then this, this would not apply. Right. So if but if there is a disturbance of the slope, no, I got you. It, it would apply. I got you, no problem. Okay. Thank you. Any other public comment? 
Hearing and seeing none, I'll turn it over to the board to see if the board has any questions or comments related to the ordinance. I have one comment. I'll just make a sort of a blanket statement that uh, while we're working on the revisions of these um, these these codes, we uh, we go through a, a pretty grueling process of discussion and and trying to just map out uh, how to proceed. And um, we welcome developers, uh, residents, um, whomever, to come in and work us work with us through this process. So. Uh, we're voting on the, we're voting on this this evening, but this isn't this isn't something that just happened recently. So I would just implore uh, residents and developers, etc., that if you wanted to be part of this process, please join us in discussion. We have some um, ordinance revisions that we are working with some entities uh, currently, and it's been very beneficial for us to get that input and um, to be able to just include that with our um, with our decisions on how we're going to draft our re our revisions. So. So um, I just want to put that comment out there that uh, this hasn't been, this isn't a rash thing that we uh, just came up with at uh, a willy-nilly sort of um, uh, no reason behind why we changed or wanting to change this um, ordinance. That it's been years in the making and um, uh, we look at the township globally so we don't take an individual parcel and um, want to separate that out from the entirety of the, of the township. And we've had some situations in the township that we've had detrimental impact from uh, land development projects that um, if, if the steep slopes had not been separated into naturally occurring and man-made, it wouldn't have created the issues that we're having. So that was the big purpose of us realizing that we can't distinguish between um, if something is man-made or if something is naturally occurring. And sometimes things date back so far historically that you can't even really determine that. And the onus was left on us to figure that out. And sometimes that was just impossible. So in our eyes, a slope is a slope and there are parameters around what a slope is, a steep slope. And um, this, uh, this is the best that we could come up with currently. And also putting out there that all of our ordinances, it's a living document, that even if we're landing on this tonight to, to deal with some situations, but it doesn't mean that this ordinance can't be improved upon in the future. So if, um, if uh, stakeholders would like to meet with us and go over some, some of the language, make recommendations, please evaluate it, look at it, uh, tear it apart. Uh, maybe we're not getting this one 100% correct, but um, it's, it's like I said, this is a living document and it's a work in progress with all of our ordinance. Our code is just that. And that's why we have the, our zoning workshops and um, they're once a month, the first, the first Thursday of every month. Um, is when we meet and uh, every month we, we go over this and this one in particular that has been up for discussion tonight, Steep Slopes, has been talked about many, many times. Um, so now I'll open the floor up to my colleagues and see if they have any additional comments they would like to make. Uh, Chair Kenny? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Supervisor. Supervisor. Prior Thank you. Chair Kenny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I just want to mention that um, residents and developers have come to our zoning hearing, uh, not zoning hearings, I'm sorry, our zoning workshops in the past. Um, residents and developers and their representatives have come to our workshops, our general workshops as well. Um, this is not just something, some new uh, opportunity, but maybe some people who are here tonight are hearing about this maybe for the first time, but I can assure you that at other zoning workshops and at every, at other general workshops, we have had people 
from residents, developers, business owners, uh, their attorneys, their engineers, uh, their architects, and we also have had residents who are members of some of our other boards, for instance, the Planning Commission. Uh, they have come to some of these meetings and we listen to their input and their input winds, winds up or not in our documents when we make changes in our ordinances or resolutions. So uh, as Chair Garzillo has said, it is a living document and we are trying to adjust to other um, other uh, other events that come up or other topics that come up, um, just not to get off track, but such things as Airbnbs did not exist 20 years ago, at least to anybody's knowledge that I know. Um, and that's something that we have discussed in some of these workshops, just as an example, not in this ordinance, just to make that clear. And I believe uh, Supervisor Wax has some I did, but Supervisor Kennedy pretty much hit on everything I was going to say. So thank you so much. No, no, but I, th I really appreciate it. Yep. And I have no Anything else from the board? No. There's nothing else from the board um, and nothing else from the public. We will now close this public hearing and adjourn this public hearing and adjourn back into the public meeting where this ordinance is now in a position to be voted upon by this board. Madam Chair, I'll make a motion to approve uh, these changes. Is there a second? I'll second it. Okay, any additional comments from the board? Any additional comments from the public? Hearing and seeing none, we are in the position to take a vote on this. All in favor? Aye. This passes four to zero. Now we move into our consent agenda. And uh, prior to um, going into the consent agenda, I uh, would like to announce that uh, Supervisor Phillips will be recusing himself from voting on the consent agenda due to a conflict that uh, will arise in the consent agenda. So the voting will be um, three supervisors. First item on the consent agenda is the First Avenue Linear Park Phase 2 approval of a no-cost time extension request by Rocon Inc. extending the contract completion date to 12-31-23 in order to complete bus shelter construction. Number two, permission to advertise proposed ordinance amendment chapter 140 A and B, stormwater grading and erosion control, consolidation of current chapter 140 A and 140 B of the township code into one chapter with additional provisions for green infrastructure and low impact development. And I will do a little segue here quickly. This is one example of when stakeholders came in and helped us uh, work on fine tuning an ordinance revision. So this is one prime example of that. Um, number three, authorization for the township manager to sign real estate tax settlement stipulation for 250 MB LLC 250 Mall Boulevard for the tax years 2021 to 2023, resulting in the overpayment of real estate taxes in the amount of $14,675.74. Um, may I ask for um, no conversation in the meeting room uh, currently? It's Thank you. Your voice is carrying, I think, more than you um, realize. Um, yeah, that, I, so you can either whisper if you want to carry on or maybe go out in the lobby, but your voice carried up, up to the, um, the dais. Thank you. Number four, Brownlee Road Culvert Replacement, awarded the general construction contract for the Brownlee Road Culvert Replacement Project in the amount of 680 
$680,510.40 to G&B Construction of Feasterville Trevos, Pennsylvania, being the lowest responsible bidder as recommended by the Director of Public Works. Number five, Abrams Pump Station, Volleybrook Pump Station, Trout Run WPCC, uh, MPS Pump Station Upgrade Project, approval of payment application seven in the amount of $16,430.39 to Blooming Glen Contractors, Inc. of Percocet, Pennsylvania for work completed to date. Uh, number six, business tax appeal settlement, approval of, of business tax appeal submitted by William A.J. Shavers and Sons, 420B, Drew Court, King of Prussia, in the amount of $3,098.57 as a result of, of mail issue. Number seven, Henderson Road Pedestrian Crossing Improvement Project, award of the general construction contract for the Henderson Road Pedestrian Crossing Project in the amount of $180,425 to Plymar Construction Company, Inc. of Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania, being the lowest responsible bidder as recommended by the Township Traffic Engineer. Number eight, Board of Community Assistance Policy Guideline Amendment, approval and amendment to the BCA policy guidelines to allow high school juniors to now submit BCA scholarship applications. Number nine, Upper Marion Transportation Authority Joint De Defense and Joint Privilege Agreement, approval of a joint defense and privilege agreement with the Transportation Authority for the Toll Brothers Land Use Appeal and mandamus action regarding the transportation impact fee assessment for the Stonebridge subdivision. Number 10, approval of request for inclusion in Township Health Care Benefit Program for Supervisor Phillips. Number 11, Resolution 2023-34, Statewide Local Share Assessment Grant, More Road Multimodal Trail and Linear Park Preliminary Design. And number 12, we have two citizen board appointments. Uh, there was one on the sheet. It was for historical uh, commission appointment for Richard Herman, who was appointed last week. Uh, two new additional appointees are public safety appointment to Jordan Roan and economic and community development appointment, Evan Roman. May I entertain a motion to uh, approve the consent agenda? So moved. I'll second that. Okay, motion yeah. made by Supervisor Wax, seconded by Supervisor Kenny. Mm -hmm. Is there a, um, any discussion? Uh, not a discussion per se, but just a comment on number four. Uh, the Brownlee Road culvert replacement, the culvert, what we're calling culvert, uh, we're calling it that because we were told to do so by the state, I believe. It, the local residents know it as a bridge. Um, it's been, the, rip, the street has been closed for a long time, and some residents have been up here asking us, when is this going to get done? One resident just asked me that this afternoon, and I said, it's coming now, mm -hmm. my one question is, do we have any kind of schedule for it? Uh, we would, I know our residents of Brownlee Road would sure. love to know uh, this. What we'll see um, once all the paperwork is completed over the next uh, several weeks is the demo to begin shortly. We probably won't see significant construction uh, until um, sometime early next year. Uh, in terms of uh, the actual replacement of the culvert, we have a lot of stormwater work to do. Okay. So uh, we're, we're probably uh, looking at, again, weather dependent. Knock on wood, the last couple of years we haven't had any snow, but if we get a, so we may be looking at completion somewhere, you know, spring, early summer, final okay. punch list. Yeah. All right. Uh, but I the first step will be really demo, demolishing the existing culvert, get it out. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I just know the residents there will be happy to see some yeah. movement. Yeah. So thank you. Yes. Uh, one thing, if I can add, it came in uh, under budget. Um, if, as the board is where we, we received grant funding uh, to the tune of almost $800,000. Um, it came in significantly under. Uh, so we'll look to see what else can be done. Can we do additional stormwater work? So, uh, which is good news. So, which is surprising because we've seen a lot of projects come yeah, in well above, you know, the budget estimates. And hoping so. there were no change orders coming up well, with it. yes. Now that you've said it. No. <laughs> I didn't mean to no, jinx let's it. let's hope not. She takes, um, she takes it back. Take it back. I take it back. <laughs> Thanks, Madam Chair. I want to briefly comment on item seven and item eight. Item seven is the uh, Henderson Road pedestrian crossing uh, improvement project. This is something that the township had been discussing uh, for years. I remember conversations years ago I had with some in our public safety department uh, and the back and forth, and I'm glad it is moving forward. Um, I do want to mentioned to pedestrians who will be using that after it's installed, uh, just because you push the button, that doesn't mean you don't look both ways. Uh, one of the concerns that public safety has had in the past is that people would push the button and just assume that cars would stop, and sometimes they don't. Uh, as somebody who crosses that intersection now, even though it, there is a pedestrian crossing, you could be standing there on the corner, vehicles don't always stop. There is a similar crossing in Valley Forge National Park, not too far from Sullivan's Bridge. And even though people push the button there right now, vehicles don't always stop. So yes, vehicles will be required to stop by law after this, and hopefully the pedestrian signal that goes in will remind them, of course vehicles are required to stop there now when there's somebody in the crossing, but just don't assume they will. On to item number eight. Um, I see the chair of the Board of Community Assistance, Brett Montique here. I want to thank him and the rest of the BCA for their work uh, on working to make juniors eligible to receive scholarships. I think it is innovative and I think it's going to be uh, very good for the BCA and I think it's going to improve the quality of applications. Additionally, this is not yet official but it also seems like the BCA will be implementing an early review period probably for scholarships, possibly also for grants, uh, that if you submit your application by a date certain prior to the deadline, the application would be reviewed and the BCA would get comments back to you so you'd have time before the final application deadline to improve your overall application. I will have much more on this at the December Board of Supervisors meeting, by which time everything should be finalized. Thank you, Madam Chair. Any thoughts inside? <laughs> any comments from the public on anything on the consent agenda? Um, please come to the podium, uh, introduce yourself, and the floor is yours. Good evening. Janet Barcaro, 203 Redwood Road. Uh, I would like to thank you for finally getting the Brownlee Bridge culvert um, started, and thank you, Supervisor Kenny. You answered my questions that I was going, I'm going to have. Uh, I just have, and thank you for having the information put on the website prominently so people are aware. Uh, I just, when you say demolition, is that entire 
bridge that is there now being taken down? Yes. Okay. Moved from the road surface to the concrete box culvert. So everything will go down uh, 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 to dirt. So the uh, creek, if we get any water, they'll create two bypass areas just in case we get any water run running down through there. So, yeah, so everything will come out. Okay, do you, do you know if there's any sidewalks on the side or just similar, the no, same size? I have size. to double check. I believe that each uh, rail will have a small walk on each side okay. uh, just to continue that. That's something we've been trying to make sure that the township projects become pedestrian friendly. Uh, but I, unfortunately, I don't know if it's both sides or just one. Okay, at least if there's one, that would be great. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. The honors come forward to the uh, to the podium and introduce yourself, please. Hi, my name is Rocco Rossi, um, one fifty East of Cal Pike, Rossi Auto Salvage. I was just um, wondering if the board or someone on the board could explain what number nine was, what the agreement was with the Transportation Authority. I'm happy to address that. Um, so uh, currently there is uh, active litigation that was filed uh, from Toll Brothers against uh, both the township and the Transportation Authority where they're disputing um, whether or not they need to pay fees under Act 209. And since the authority and the township have a shared interest uh, and share witnesses and shared resources, the, an agreement between the authority, but they are technically two separate entities. This agreement would allow the entities, the township and the authority to work together uh, on uh, this litigation um, without uh, revealing issues such as attorney-client privilege uh, and uh, being able to pull resources to further that litigation. So it's essentially an agreement between the authority and the, and the township to, to work together on this uh, land use appeal related to uh, Act uh, So litigation is still ongoing? Correct. It's a land use appeal but, and, and a mandamus action that was filed against the township. Uh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Anyone else from the public with any comments or um, discussion? from anything on the consent agenda. Hearing and seeing none, we're in a position to take a vote. All in favor? Aye. Passes three to zero. Then the next item on our agenda, item, item D, is posting of the 2024 budget. And I wanna make a few brief comments about uh, the 2024 budget that um, with us, with our discussions with the budget, I will say that this year's budget uh, recommendations is really a meat and potatoes kind of recommendation, that um, it's a very practical recommendation for things that we need to do in the township, that we have, um, especially, especially post-pandemic, things that weren't able to be funded, um, staff, uh, staff that we no longer have due to furloughs, that we're really in a big stage of catching up. So this is a very practical uh, budget proposal and um, we're trying to uh, take care of our facilities, take care of our infrastructure, and that's the primary focus of this. 
Um, there will be there will be a uh, a tax increase for 2024. So I want to let residents know that, and we have committed to not doing additional tax increases for year 2025 and 2026. Um, that is our plan. Um, but for this year, for the 2024 budget, we really wanted to get back to where we used to be and um, take care of what we have. So as I said, this is a very practical budget. Uh, we're, uh, we want to um, bring our vehicles back up to standards that we have aging vehicles that we're expecting staff to um, drive around in. They're supposed starting to be costly repair uh, to the vehicles. Um, we've had cars that are breaking down on us. And um, we, wanna, we wanna be able to supply our staff with uh, vehicles that um, are safe and uh, dependable for them. Um, uh, is there anything else I wanted to mention about the budget? Uh, I think that was my basic comments that I wanted to, um, I may have additional ones as I was thinking about it. I'm gonna turn the floor over now to our township manager, Tony Hamaday, and let him do um, a brief synopsis of our budget and then we can have further discussion. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair, members of the board. Uh, this evening, I'm pleased to present to you uh, the proposed uh, Upper Marine Township 2024 budget. Before we get to that, uh, I do want to uh, offer uh, thank you to the board uh, for the direction that you gave us uh, through our goals and objectives, uh, some marching orders, uh, as well as through the process. I also want to thank uh, Nick Kiriak, our Director of Finance. He did the heavy lifting in this budget um, and the staff because they took your um, direction to heart. Uh, they provided uh, an operating budget uh, that was right on the mark. Um, they sharpened their pencils. Uh, they made sure uh, that they were asking for exactly what they needed. Um, they've also took, uh, didn't take lightly uh, the capital budget to try to get us back to where we were. Um, tonight, I'm gonna to present to you a balanced budget that includes the general fund, the sewer, and the library fund. Um, our goal with this budget was to, again, get us back to those levels of service, levels of funding that we had uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, Upper Marion Township has always been known you know, as a leader uh, in municipal government, uh, we wanna get back to uh, that to show that our programs, our policies, and our actions are, you know, leading municipalities. Um, one of the, the uh, main goals uh, of this budget will be to uh, reallocate uh, our capital um, and our park tax millage. If you remember during the pandemic, we diverted that to uh, our operating funds. Uh, so we did not have to impact the residents with significant tax increases. We're asking the board to consider taking those back to fund capital and park improvement projects. Uh, with that, I'll start very quickly and feel free to, to jump and ask any questions. Um, just the budget process for the board as well as the residents. Um, we started this process June and July with the goals and objectives meetings, not only with the uh, township department heads, but also with the board of supervisors. This year, a little different is that the board of supervisors took this process, as you know, um, as that top down uh, process where you provided us direction on what you wanted to see. And then we made sure that in our request to the board that uh, we were following through with some of your programs, policies, and requests. In October, we had budget meetings with 
uh, myself and the department heads. Uh, last month, uh, 1019 and 112, we had public budget workshops. Uh, on tonight, 119 will be a request from me to you to uh, allow me to post the 2024 budget. And the budget is uh, uh, scheduled for adoption, a hearing and adoption on December 7th. Uh, with that, these are the numbers. Um, don't let them scare you in any, any way, shape, or form. We're looking at our operating revenues. We did have uh, a good turnaround since the pandemic. Uh, we are looking at an operating budget of $50,694,582. That includes all the funds, the general library and liquid fuel funds. And we look at the breakup uh, of the funding sources out there. I won't go through every one of them, but we saw an increase in each of those. Residential tax increase uh, of about $200,000. Commercial tax increase uh, of about $200,000. I'm going to pause there for a little bit because we all know, you know, the housing market as well as the commercial real estate market um, is very finicky. Uh, we are currently starting to see individuals, homeowners, as well as businesses uh, appeal their tax assessment. So we want to take pause and, and watch that very carefully. However, we still have a, a robust uh, revenue from our real estate taxes. Um, we also are cognizant of the trends and uh, what will happen as leases come due in 20, end of 2024, 2025. Uh, moving forward, 511 taxes. We saw a $2 million, about a $2 million increase in that. Uh, so we're seeing some, some movement. We're seeing uh, um, our businesses uh, and our retail community get back to where they were. Um, permits and uh, fees, uh, we're also seeing a, an increase in that uh, of about you know million five to $2 million. So people are doing things here in the township. We are seeing construction and development, even with, you know, the economy and the cost of borrowing and land acquisition. Uh, grants and aid, uh, we saw also see, you know, increase in, in that. Uh, and that is a, a lot of those grants are becoming available and we're gonna make a cognitive effort in 2024 to get our hands on as much grant funding as we can. Uh, and I'll note that, that we do have uh, funding in the budget to allow us to have matching funds for grant projects, which, kind of hamstrung us before, now we're gonna be able to not hesitate as the board very quickly, excuse me, to go and apply for grants. If they're out there, we're gonna find them. Yeah. Uh, park and recreation, uh, we've seen a, a $200,000 increase in that. We know that this year the pool uh, hit membership uh, limits. We're gonna raise those membership limits. Our park and rec programs uh, have waiting lists. So uh, we're doing something right, and it shows that people wanna participate in our programs that we offer. And then liquid fuel is just, just a slight increase. Again, we keep an eye on that one as we know um, the legislature is looking at options when people start driving EVs and, t and gas usage go down, uh, our liquid fuels go down. So we'll keep an eye on that as we go through probably over the next couple of years uh, on that. Now, operating expenses, like I said, it's a balanced budget. 
Um, we are looking at uh, a 50, $50,694,582 in operating, as you'll see the breakdown uh, in that. Um, slight increases, a lot of those increases uh, will be regard, with uh, regard to our collective bargaining agreements. We now have three uh, through uh, the police, fire, and EMT paramedics. Um, we're also uh, looking at the addition of 12 new firefighters. The township was uh, successful. Uh, and the, the staff put together a great grant application for a safer grant that will fund firefighters for the next three years. So we'll be getting 12 new firefighters that we desperately need to cover those. Um, township, we're taking the steps because year four, uh, they'll be all ours. Um, so we're asking the board to consider making sure that we have the funding available over the next several years so we don't have to go out to the residents and say, hey, we have a significant increase. So we're gonna to try to pre-fund some of that. Um, we see uh, uh, a slight increase in each of the departments. Um, code enforcement, uh, about $50,000. Uh, public works, uh, just a little shy of uh, 100,000 park and rec, um, about 170,000 library, is just a small increase, it's about 200,000. Uh, our debt service actually um, uh, goes down a little bit uh, as we pay off our debt and liquid fuels. Again, we're, we're at the mercy of people driving and, and filling up their tanks. Um, like I said before, we made a cognizant effort in this budget to put in uh, funding, uh, matching funding for grants so we can readily ask the board to apply uh, for that. Uh, operating summary, very quickly, uh, our total revenue uh, is 47518249 This is the general fund. Our expense, again, balanced budget as the same. Uh, again, we talked about the staffing for 12 additional full-time firefighters that we need, as well as increased full-time staff for building maintenance. This building, um, prior to uh, and at the pandemic, we did not have a cleaning crew. Um, so we limited the rental availability of our rooms because we just couldn't keep up with cleaning. We're asking the board to fund a maintenance uh, uh, staff to allow us to go back to open up for community events and, and uh, functions so people don't want to rent the room. And then human resources, what we find as we go through, um, uh, we need additional staffing level in human resources. We have over uh, 230 full-time employees. Uh, the board's directive was looking at us providing a policy, uh, our personnel policy update, uh, as well as uh, providing for each employee um, a compensation analysis uh, or actual compensation. So we need some additional staffing to do that. Uh, capital and park millage are going to be restored back to the dedicated sources. So we have funding for both our capital projects and our park millage. Um, um, our library fund, um, we are balanced. Uh, Laura does a great job uh, at the library. Uh, and our liquid fuels, we're receiving 868000 um, And we'll spend that through uh, that for our 2024 road program. Uh, our sewer budget. Again, 125 miles of sewer lines, 6 million gallons of sewage treated a day at both our two treatment plants. Um, both treatment plants are right now about 50% capacity. Um, but the board made uh, a uh, decision not to sell, so we need to make sure that we keep those plants in operating condition. Uh, just a note and, and just a thank you to the board for doing that. As we start to see those municipalities that have sold their sewer systems uh, 
you know, come through to a point where the private company now is uh, starting to charge an exorbitant amount for increased in sewage. You know, that usually you have a, a certain limit where you can't raise your fees. Now we're seeing significant increases in, in those communities. Uh, so uh, thank you to the board for recognizing that, you know, we know what we're doing in the sewer plants. We can keep it uh, working and, and keep a benefit to our residents. Um, our revenue um, for the sewer budget, $8,913,863. Uh, we realize there won't be a need for a sewer rate increase. Um, our expenses are $8,005,661. So we have a $908,000 positive fund balance that we can utilize for projects both in uh, the collections and at the plants, uh, which is great because uh, yeah, every year we defer some capital projects to that. Um, everything gets more expensive. So Mr. Hickman uh, will be able to do some significant uh, projects at the plants and in, in our sewer lines in the street. Uh, our capital budget, uh, it is $5,924,942. Um, we did... Uh, have a request of approximately $10 million from staff. Uh, we're trying to fund as much as we can uh, in this capital budget. I just hit some of the highlights because there's some, some, some significant projects and significant uh, equipment and purchases through there. Uh, technology um, is $255,000. Uh, we look at uh, a possible new website design. Uh, everybody that calls, we do have some issues. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Herbert and his staff try to keep that up, but it's a homegrown system. I think we need to transition, make it more searchable and user-friendly. Uh, we're also looking at an ERP system, a global system that will take uh, the place of our current different programs from our finance, our human resources, our uh, code enforcement, and our timekeeping software. Uh, while they talk together, they don't talk together efficiently. Um, and they're dated, and we have issues, um, uh, especially our timekeeping software. So we're asking the board to give us uh, funding to hire a consultant to see what program or programs uh, are beneficial for uh, a, a community our size and our caliber. Um, we also I want to put into that as part of this is some additional funding for a generator for this building. Uh, the board... Um, uh, had some funding funds set aside last year. Um, we, we asked the board in October to move forward with that. Uh, the generator that we currently have is dated. It's actually in the building and has been you know, indicated that it's end of useful life and it has issues with carbon monoxide. Uh, it will be relocated outside the building and it, a new generator will be sized to uh, uh, run this entire building. Uh, the old one didn't. Um, so. If we need this building to be opened as a place of refuge or a warming or a cooling station or charging station, we can do that. Um, uh, infrastructure projects, we have about $420,000 worth of infrastructure projects. And they're mainly our, our traffic pro uh, projects, uh, street lights, uh, traffic signals, new, uh, new updates, uh, controllers, battery backup, and generators for those, uh, our intersections. Uh, public works equipment, uh, $676,140. Uh, a large portion of that is the relocation of our township compost facility from Hoysier Park uh, to our one of our treatment plants. Um, significant that uh, that'll be the, the first step in 
What we'll uh, move, want to board to move forward to with is Hoiser 2 uh, and planning for that, the rest of the, uh, of the park. Um, uh, we also have, again, funding for our generator, uh, as well as some public works vehicle replacement vehicles, dump truck, pickup truck, snow plow, um, like the, uh, uh, and uh, a new mower. Um, police equipment, uh, we have 676,140, uh, I'm sorry, 290,135. Chief Nolan, you know, almost smiled there. He had three times as, or double what he thought he had. But um, what we're looking at that, and I won't go into significant detail, but it's police protective, personal protective equipment that needs to be replaced. Our body-worn cameras, our in-car cameras, uh, officer protective equipment, riot gear, uh, and um, uh, our lease uh, payments for our tasers and our body-worn cameras. You know, fire and EMS equipment, uh, $296,000. This includes a, a replacement and second set of bunker gear for our firefighters, uh, as well as um, personal safety equipment for our EMTs, um, a card new cardiac monitor, pediatric equipment for our ambulances, um, and some bunk uh, room uh, equipment for our stations. Uh, vehicles for public safety, uh, $2,048,669,000. Uh, this includes two marked police vehicles, two detective vehicles, uh, our uh, tower ladder for our fire company. Um, that's been on order. Uh, it'll come due uh, this year, hopefully. Uh, there won't be any delays. Uh, that's a million three. Um, and uh, then we, we also have in there uh, a all-terrain vehicle or utility uh, vehicle for our trails, um, just to make sure we can respond to emergencies on our trails. Uh, and they're also including uh, that, those vehicles, uh, the, the current lease vehicles that we have. You know, the board was uh, supportive in moving uh, to a different type of vehicle uh, purchase. Uh, we are currently lease purchasing vehicles from Enterprise saves us some costs uh, and some maintenance. Uh, so it's a different model and so far uh, it's been, you know, uh, working effectively. Community center pool and park projects, $211,000. Uh, the big uh, item here is uh, Hoiser Park uh, lighting. Um, Dan Russell had asked for lighting projects for not only the community center and some other parks. Um, this is his priority, however, um, what we, you know, talk to the board about is looking into a performance-based contract uh, that will uh, incorporate all his lighting projects. Hopefully those projects and the savings of transitioning our lights from our mercury or sodium vapors in some of our fields to LEDs and, and well as uh, uh, at the community center, the cost savings in electric, we're hoping will pay for the entire project. So we're gonna ask the board as we do a little bit more research to allow us to, to at least consider uh, a performance-based uh, contract for lighting replacement on all our parks in the community center. Um, we're also looking at a uh, new sunshade system at the, the, the pool. Um, you know, with the use that we get uh, at the pool, um, Mr. Russell and Ms. Melk have uh, indicated that we can raise the attendance from 2,500 to 3,000 membership. Um, so I think that this would be beneficial. Uh, at, at the uh, at the pool, uh, we're also looking at uh, some uh, studies for uh, Walker Park and the pedestrian bridge. Uh, 
as well as court reserving and servicing in various parks. That resurfacing will be done in-house. Uh, Mr. Recupido and his team did a wonderful job on two that they did last year, or this year and last year. Um, they have the equipment and now it's old hat to them. Wastewater treatment plants uh, and system, $1.3 million. And that's a various uh, amount of projects uh, from finishing up our painting and coating projects uh, to our influent uh, systems, uh, as well as some additional uh, lines, uh, line replacement or um, lining uh, in the township. And then uh, feasibility studies, uh, we've asked the board to fund two studies, one Norview Farm uh, feasibility study. As you know, we've transitioned the farmer's market to Norview Farm. It has uh, some excellent potential to be a significant venue for the township. We've seen that with the farmer's market and when we have our fall fest. Um, so we're asking the board to, to allow us to take a look at what can be done, what permanent facilities can be done there. Now that we've shut the water down uh, because of DEP and EPA regulations, we're just look, looking at the possibility that it can be a significant additional revenue source for that. And then Township Building Architecturals, uh, this building is long overdue. Um, I think the board is aware uh, the police it, itself um, uh, is bursting at the seams. Um, we have a first class police department. Um, we are accredited. We need to make sure that we can maintain that uh, accreditation as well as give you know, space that the police need for training. Uh, they just had some training where they had to take every room in this building because they don't have it in their facility. And you know, as we evolve, as we see in the future with Chief Nolan's plan for additional officers, we just don't have the ability to, to house them. So we're asking the board to move forward with uh, architectural work for this building. The plan would be to convert this building uh, completely into police and library. Um, conceptually with the administration being a standalone on this, this campus, or if we find something in the, uh, the, the community, a business uh, building that's available, that, uh, that's already an office building that could be easily adapted for administration. We'll take up the smallest portion of that at about eight to 10,000 square feet. Um, so we're asking the board to fund uh, that study. Uh, and that's all I have. Uh, I tried to hit the highlights. Again, there will be a tax increase, but the goal for the staff uh, is to get us back to where we were. Fund those projects that weren't being funded. Bring our staffing levels back so we continue that service uh, to the residents of the township. And again, as uh, Chair Garzillo said, there's no, you know, this budget projects out what we really need. Um, there's nothing, you know, uh, crazy. Um, this is everything that we're saying to you as the board that, you know, everybody needs to do, have to do their jobs, to keep the township safe, to make sure that we're providing the best possible service. Um, we haven't uh, you know, calculated everything yet. We know that you know, we'll continue to work on this budget as new numbers come in. We know we don't have the new county assessment. We may change some things, uh, but uh, this is where we are at this point that I'll offer to you the proposed 2024 uh, township uh, budget, uh, both general fund, sewer, library, and capital, and ask the board uh, for your authorization to post. I don't take any questions. 
Uh, first thing I want to mention is I wanted to put a big thank you out to the staff, the department heads, and to you as a township manager just um, working through this process that we used a, a slightly different model this year with working through this. It was a lot more interactive with, with the department heads and with the supervisors, and I think we had some really good, deep discussions about what the township needs, uh, our plans for the future, and you had mentioned how... Uh, one, one of the premises was that it was from the top down, that I think in the past that maybe staff didn't always understand some of the directives coming from the supervisors. So we worked together with um, coming up with some guidance for them. And then I think it would help them be more creative and um, more steadfast with knowing what to expect and not just throwing ideas out without it maybe being in line with uh, plans for the township. And the other thing that we, um, we revised this year was, was projecting forward for a five-year plan. So instead of just looking at each budget year separately, that we looked at it comprehensively and then the staff was able to project forward for a few years and maybe have a global a feel for how we wanted to, um, Absolutely. to attack the budget. And I think that directive from the board, uh, that top down or uh, the board providing the staff the goals, I think the staff appreciated that because now they knew uh, and were able to focus uh, on meeting your expectations. So I think they appreciated that model, that change. And again, yes, they, they got an opportunity through goals and objectives uh, to really push for what they needed and show the board what they needed uh, and to, to meet your goals and your objectives. Yes, I think we all know we've been doing this a long time. Never everybody gets what you want, um, but you get what you need to do. Uh, and they made the case for it. Um, and I think they appreciated the board entertaining that or changing that model. You know, so they didn't have to throw everything out and they'd be very disappointed when they didn't get something. They could tailor their request for exactly what you wanted them to do, you know. Any of my colleagues like to make some comments or questions? Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. I'm just gonna be brief and I just wanna point out one or two things. Um, thank you very much for the presentation. Uh, I think it's important to note that once again, the bulk of the budget in Upper Marion Township goes to public safety. And according to my calculations, uh, police, fire, and EMS actually take up more than 60% of the budget. So this is a focus of the Board of Supervisors. It has been for years, uh, for our predecessors also, and it will continue to be a focus. Um, also, I wanna hearken back to um, the township decision uh, to not sell the sewer plants, um, as Township Manager Hamaday uh, mentioned. I believe at that time, I said that there was going to be a cost to that, um, that the decision to not sell was the right decision, but we would have to pay for capital inf infrastructure and it would be expensive. And I don't recall the exact number of the budget in that. I wanna say it was 30 million. 100, 100 yeah, 30 million well, no, not next. how much, uh, yes. The investment, the investment going forward this year and in the future will be significant and that uh, plays a, plays a role, perhaps a significant role, in the tax, tax increase that we are going to be seeing. Um, that's basically it for now. I will have more um, when we uh, come to ratification of the budget in December. Thank you, Madam Chair. Any additional comments? Yeah, Supervisor? yeah and I, I just want to Oops. piggyback on uh, what uh, Supervisor Wax uh, said. R regardless of what we're spending in terms of capital, we still have some of the lowest rates for sewer in the county. And even with the tax increase that's being proposed, we still have the lowest tax rate in the county. Um, I will just say I, I 
for better or worse, attended a meeting today among three, two municipalities and a municipal authority uh, with regard to a potential sale of a collection sewer collection system. The the buyer's medium average sewer rate is essentially a hundred bucks a month, where the residents of that municipality are currently paying one hundred and eighty five dollars a quarter. It is a significant increase, and we uh, and it was the right decision for us not to sell that system. But having said that, we still need to pay the bills. And the board has done a really good job of shepherding and stewarding the uh, stewarding uh, the funding, um, you know, for this township. But the reality is that everything around us is getting more and more expensive. Um, like many of you, you can probably remember that. Um, and I just use it in the context of construction. Drywall used to be 69 cents a square foot. It's now $29 a square foot, right? So it just continues to get expensive. The more we push things off, the more expensive it gets. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, as, as long as we as long as we keep going in a positive direction, we want to make sure that our 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 residents have the services that they not only want but they have come to know and love and and ask for and demand um, and so that we don't we don't you know fall down on the job on that that issue so thank you okay. I just want to thank everyone who worked on this budget so hard um, from all the departments the department chairs um, mr. Hamaday and, and my fellow supervisors. And I know that our chair, uh, chair Chairwoman Garzillo, was working on this till the 11th hour, literally. <laughs> and I know Mr. Hiriak was wondering, when, when can I finally save this and send it and, and have it printed out? Um, we've, we've all worked hard at this, and uh, we're not doing anything by the seat of our pants here. And we want to do the best that we can for our residents. We are residents, too. We pay the taxes as well. Um, and we're very cognizant of the fact that um, we owe it to everyone. We owe it to our residents and also to our businesses to, to, keep, our, to keep everyone who's here safe. Um, we get hundreds of thousands of visitors per year to Valley Forge Park, to the mall, and um, I think something like 60,000 people to our, uh, our businesses who work here. So it's in everyone's best interest to keep our township healthy and to keep our budget as healthy as possible. And we're very cognizant of, of spending your money because we, it's our money as well. Uh, we're doing our best to be good stewards. So thank you for all your hard work and, and yours and Mr. Hiriak and everyone else in all the departments. We have a great team. Yep. Thank and, you. And I can say, yes, we waited to the last hour, but that really to me and to the residents should see that we didn't leave anything unlooked at, unturned. So we looked at every different opportunity. Um, I know and Nick was pulling his hair out because he had to get everything ready, run the numbers, run the reports. But, you know, good things come to those who wait. And I think that we, at least in my opinion, and I think the staff, uh, Mr. Hirak, presented a good budget to you to consider on that. So thank you. And then thank you for your direction. Yep. Thank you. 
Any additional comments from uh, the board? No? I'll make a um, motion. To uh, yeah. um, are there any comments from the public uh, pertaining to the budget? I apologize? Um, you, can make, you can make public comment, and then we may comment back. <laughs> uh, Brett Monteek, one comment, uh, three questions. Uh, the first comment is thank you for committing not to raise taxes for the next two years. I appreciate that. My questions are, everyone's going to ask you what the tax increase is, so I will ask you what's the tax increase that you're proposing. Second question is, the first budget you proposed showed roughly 11% of your income coming from grants. Is that a realistic number? Um, and the third question is, for the 12 firefighters, what's the delta that we have to pay in three years? Thank you. Can I address that? Yes. Thanks, uh, Brett. Um, we, we don't like to use the percentage uh, because it's, it's kind of skewed. Uh, the average uh, uh, assessed value, uh, assessed home, will pay approximately um, $76 extra uh, with this budget. Um, that's returning everything back to where we need it to be. Uh, not a lot of money uh, when you look at uh, a little more than a dollar something, you know, a week. Yeah. Uh, the second piece, of the firefighters, the township received a three, 3.2 and change million dollar grant um, for firefighters to cover the, uh, three, the next three years. Uh, the township uh, will need to, in year four, the township's cost of those firefighters will be somewhere, depending on what happens with benefits, et cetera, 1.1 to 1.2 million. But what we're trying to do is prepare for that now so we don't ask the board for a one and the residents for a 1.2 million dollar you know tax increase so, uh, and I could say or should say that as we see what's happening out there uh, they're desperately firefighters are desperately needed not only for fire but if the we the board understands and the residents I hope they know that our model is that our firefighters are also EMTs so they can respond. Um, uh, so we've got that model that works wonderful. This will just complement our existing program. Yeah. If I may make one last comment. Um, we, out of the past 12 years, I believe we had tax increases three times. Is that correct? Two or three times? Three. Three. Three, three times in the past 12 years. So this is not something that we do willy-nilly. We do it because it's necessary. We do it because we were still feeling the effects of COVID. And, um, and we are also uh, looking to more calls from, for our police, for our public safety people, because we have more citizens. We now have, is it 33 or 35,000 residents? Close to 35. Close to 35. And about 10 years ago, or 12 years ago, it was approximately 28, I think. So we need to provide services for more people. Um, maybe the number of visitors and workers here possibly stayed relatively stable, but the number of residents has greatly increased, and that makes makes us uh, have to respond to more police, fire, and EMT calls. So, um, just pointing out that you know there has not there have not been 
12 or 13 increases in the past 12 or 13 years. This is this will only be the fourth one in 13 years. So um, I don't like to pay more taxes either. But I, I, I appreciate the uh, standard of living that we have in Upper Marion, and I appreciate all the amenities that we have, including the community center and the pool and the trails. And that's what I was going to close with, actually. It's not just, it's not just um, we have to provide um, more services because there are more people. It's the dramatically expanded number of services that have been provided in Upper Marion Township over the past few years. Uh, the community center and the Upper Marion Township pool being, you know, first and foremost on a list that goes far beyond that. Thank you, Madam Chair. Just bring the mic down. And anything else from the public? And uh, would someone entertain making a motion to uh, we post have to. the budget? We don't. Yeah, we don't have to. We don't have just to like the, the budget's now officially posted. Oh, the budget is now posted. posted. Yeah, it'll be posted. Yes. So. No motion to post the budget. It is now to be posted. Yep. Okay. Thank you, uh, board, uh, for your support. Um, and we look forward to providing any information in the meantime, and then even fine tuning as we go over the next, you know, month uh, as we get new numbers in for revenue sources, et cetera. So. A lot can happen in one month. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can I ask one more question? I think Mr. Montique asked one question about a percentage of the budget that we get grants for. Oh yes, or, I'm, I'm sorry, Brett. Yes. Now keep in I'm mind we get significant that. grant funding. Um, that okay. is reflective because yeah. of the safer grant. We got a significant grant, so that increased okay. that percentage as we go. But we do get significant okay. grant funding. We want to do more. It's free money. We want to get our hands yeah. on it. Uh, we hope to, to drive that number up over the next year or two. Uh, with the money that we'll be able to use as matching funds. Yeah, our staff has been incredibly yeah, proactive yeah, and yeah, successful yeah. in getting us grants. Um, and I think we've, you know. It's found money. Yeah. And when yeah. we're looking at those small so, grants that we can get in-house yeah. uh, that are very quick to do. The police department does a great job of applying for their grants. Each department does. Um, it's those big grants, those big dollars for big projects that can offset Henderson Road, Browning Road Bridge, uh, that will need to have some some funding or revenue uh, funding sources for consultants, et cetera. But we hope to increase that number uh, uh, as a percentage. Yeah. I just thought of another thing that we uh, changed our focus on with this with this um, posting of the budget that we wanted to be more proactive with how we re react to things that mm -hmm. we seem to scramble when something happens in yep. one of our facilities yep. that's pretty major mm -hmm. that we have to mm -hmm. do some juggling with funds to figure yep. out how to yep. repair things. And now we're going with a more proactive approach yes. with um, having um, depreciation built into the budget and uh, maintenance yeah. costs. Well, that funding for funding those, for you know, unexpected. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and again, some of this is, you know, you know, economic driven. We don't know what will happen mm -hmm. uh, as we go through the next, uh, you know, this we do know that King of Prussia is desirable. Everybody knows that. We see the amount of traffic, the amount of visitors. Um, we just need to to keep our pulse on what's happening out there, um, forming you as the board when we need to make adjustments. Mm -hmm. yeah. And be ready for anything that happens. And the township feels the pressures, yeah. the financial pressures, just as we as, as an individual does, that we know the cost yeah. of yeah. everything since, that, since yeah. the pandemic um, has just increased. Um, it, 
it, and it has, when we bid a project, the sewer authority uh, project for renovations uh, at one of the plants for the locker rooms, break rooms, et cetera, to make them ADA compliant meeting rooms, uh, a budget projection of just a little over 300,000 turned into $800,000. So we see what's happening there in construction. Um, we have to be cognizant of that. We know that, you know, as Supervisor Phillips said, prices just went crazy. Um, and we're all affected by that. Uh, knock on wood that we still have uh, properties in the township, both homeowners and commercial construction, the people who are doing things uh, to generate that revenue for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you again. Thank you. Uh, now we're moving on to item eight, uh, accounts payable and payroll. Who would like to make a motion to pay the bills? Motion to pay the bills. Motion made by Supervisor Wax, second by uh, Supervisor Kenny. All in favor? Aye. Passes four to zero. Okay, now we move on to additional business. Anyone have additional business they'd like to share? I do have uh, actually a couple things. Uh, first is uh, Tuesday was election day, and for those who came out to vote, uh, I really appreciate that you came out to vote. It's always good to vote and keep democracy healthy and, and good. It's also good to get reelected and uh, appreciate everybody who came out and voted for both Carol and myself. Um, but next year is going to be even more of a, a key election for us. Not only is it a presidential year, but it really is going to be something where democracy is on the ballot, which kind of brings me into my next thing, which is we're, the, the building here is closed tomorrow for Veterans Day. Saturday is actually the, uh, the actual date of Veterans Day. Um, you know, many of us who served did so because we believe in our democracy and we believe in our constitution. Um, and when people trash it and people talk about it, talk about how, you know, government officials do this, that, or the other thing, it's not really helpful, which is why the vote is so absolutely important to everything that we do. Uh, but because it's Veterans Day, uh, I'm sure most of you have family members who have served. If, if you haven't, but you know somebody who served, you know, thank a vet. Uh, because we are probably the greatest nation in the world only because of what our veterans have done in the field to make us so. Um, and that brings me to my last point. Um, we are coming up on the 250th anniversary. Uh, you've heard me talk about it. Some of the other supervisors have talked about it as well. Uh, both from our historical commission to the Valley Forge National Park to a national effort for uh, USA 250. What I did not realize until I, uh, I watched the Veterans Day Parade in Philadelphia was the Veterans Affairs uh, Department is also going to be doing a 250 veterans uh, effort. Um, but even more than that, um, not too long ago in, in uh, 2013, we celebrated our thir uh, 300th anniversary. Um, we're actually older than the founding of the country. However, the United States Navy and the United States Marine Corps were both founded in Philadelphia uh, by the Continental Congress uh, and Congress in general. The first Marine Corps ball ever took place in the city of Philadelphia and the Secretary of the Navy uh, and a few others will be actually coming back here on the 250th anniversary to reenact the first Marine Corps ball and the first Navy ball. So 
what what I would ask all our vets, if, if even within the sound of my voice, uh, to do is to look that up, uh, get involved in that effort, uh, and then come out for a heck of a party, which I understand is going to be a, a major gala that the likes of which we have not seen in 250 years. Um, and I will talk more, I think, about some efforts from the Historical Commission. Um, the gala that we had as a township for the 300th was a very, very fun event. Uh, so we may want to redo that up for the 250th of the nation. Thank you, Ms. Madam Chair. I don't have too much really tonight except uh, just to add on to what uh, Supervisor Phillips said and to thank him for his, his service and um, thank all the vets in our township for their service as well, male and female. Thank you. Supervisor Wax. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Just uh, two things. One, uh, congratulations to both Supervisors Kenny and Phillips on your reelection um, and the overwhelming bipartisan support you received. Yes. Um, not to speak for anybody else but myself, but I believe there may be some people who um, helped clear the way over the years. Um, Supervisor Spark, Garzillo, General and Wax, um, <laughs> who all had to run against opponents. Uh, but no, you, you, you earned your results, and uh, congratulations. Well, the first two times I yes. was elected, I did have actual opponents, that is, not just myself. That is correct. So just that to is make correct. That clear. Same, same with Supervisor Phillips, too. Um, <laughs> Yes. So once again, congratulations. Um, uh, also, with my, my second and final comment, I just want to take a moment to thank Public Works for the Fall Fun Fest. Uh, I managed to attend the uh, final um, Fall Fun Fest celebration. Uh, it was The weather was beautiful. The turnout was phenomenal. I actually stopped by twice in that day. It's really become um, one of the major hallmark events in Upper Marion Township with the wide variety of features they have. There's something there for everybody. Um, turnout was amazing. And I really want to thank everybody for the work they do, especially Dave Dolga, but really the entire Public Works staff as well. Uh, I look forward to the event next year. I'm sure it'll be great too. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. I believe Supervisor Kenny has an additional comment. Yes, one more, one more thing. I'm sorry, uh, you jogged my memory. Um, I want to thank all the volunteers who came out last weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We had a great turnout at Volpe Park to plant uh, hundreds of plants and bushes and trees at, at the park. It's a rain garden. It is not the demonstration rain garden that we are planning that has not taken shape quite yet, um, but there were 30 or more people um, at the rain garden Saturday and Sunday. And I wanna thank everyone for doing that and thank Barley Van Cleef and Teresa Landui for their wonderful design and uh, inspiration to all of us. Barley Van Cleef is on the Shade Tree Commission and Teresa Landui is on the Environmental Advisory Council. And uh, I thank them for their leadership there and also for all the attendees who worked really hard Saturday and Sunday. And it was a fun thing. Thank you. I have a, a, a few uh, final comments to make. 
Um, my first one is to mention the Holiday Village is returning again this year. Uh, we won't be meeting again prior to this date, so I wanted to announce this. It's on December 2nd here at the Township Building. It's a Saturday from 12 to 3, um, mostly in the rear parking area of the Township Building. If you wanted to get additional information about uh, what will be happening at this event, you can go to our uh, website and look at that. You can, um, I don't know if it's posted on the, one of the front pages, but if not, you can go to uh, the Parks and Rec uh, portion of the website and get more more information about um, the Holiday Village, and I also wanted to congratulate both Supervisor Wax, um, Supervisor Phillips, and Supervisor Kenny for even running again. That this will be their third um, consecutive term, and it's a major life commitment. Our terms are six years long, and um, just projecting that forward, you can do the math easily. So um, I'm proud to serve with both of them and was very pleased to, to hear that they were going to run again and um, successful campaign and great victory. And um, I'm thankful that you made the decision. So yes. Madam yes. Chair, can I jump in really quickly? Do you, know, do you know a really good synonym for term? Sentence. Sentence. <laughs> Now that's a lawyer joke. <laughs> when will we be free? <laughs> and then um, the la my last comment is I want to wish everyone a safe and healthy and uh, fun-filled Thanksgiving. We won't be meeting again prior to Thanksgiving. So if you're traveling, if you're having family come in, I hope everyone has safe travels and um celebrate just the thought of gratitude and um, Thanksgiving. And for me personally, it's my favorite holiday just because of that, that it's people getting together out of love and camaraderie. And um, there's no pressure with the gifts. It's just wanting to be together. And the food's awesome as well. Um, so um, everyone have safe and happy holidays. And now I will enter. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot public comment. Um, anything additional from the public that you would like to say before we close? I entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Seconded. Um, all in favor? Aye. Our meeting is adjourned. Thank you, everyone, for attending. <laughs>